Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Cat Builder Talk Radio Show with your host, small business expert, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. Join us every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildernetwork. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Cat Builder Talk with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people. Talking about real issues facing small business in our community today. Helping you build the capacity to change your life. Helping you to walk in your purpose. As I've been saying the last couple of weeks, everybody's trying to get ready for the next year. This is a great thing because I want you to be thinking about starting right now. Don't wait till the beginning of the year. So I've been giving you tips on all the past shows on how to get ready for this. And on the Cat Builder Minute today, I'm going to talk about some of the lies that we tell ourselves that keep us from succeeding. Yes, we all do it. So we're going to go over maybe six or seven of them tonight. I found a great article. But what's more important, one of the most important issues for small business owners is really understanding the money. You know, a lot of people are in business, they think they're making money, they think they're succeeding, but they may not be. You know, I looked at some stats on small business. Not understanding money is one of the major reasons businesses fail. We hear the words accounting, balance sheets, and other terms. We start shaking in our boots. But on today's show... We're going to talk with the man that can make it all better, more better, more better, Brother Marcus Dorsey from Dorsey CPA. He's going to be discussing all things money associated with your business. I'm going to say that once again, discussing all things money associated with your business, because you got to understand it. So we're going to dig a little deep tonight. We're not going to be out here long, but we're going to get deep, all right? So it's just going to be very important that you stick with me, because... We're going to be talking about that money. So I'm going to go to break. Then I'm going to come back with the lies we tell ourselves. Then after that, I'm going to start this discussion on understanding all things money about our business. Today on the Cat Miller Talk Radio Show. I'll be back in a moment. I'm mad. Try to get back. I need some get back. People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in Better Futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Matt George, playwright and producer of the Sam Cooke Story, presents the world premiere of the stage play Unforgettable, the Nat King Cole, Natalie Cole Story, at the beautiful Southwest Arts Center in Cascade, Saturday, December 7th, two shows. 2.30 p.m. and 7 p.m. Unforgettable, the Nat King Cole, Natalie Cole story. Tickets are 30 35 and $40 and can be purchased at the box office. 800-287-4615. Again, that's 800-287-4615. Come see how Nathaniel Adams Cole becomes Nat King Cole and how his baby girl Natalie goes through a life of stardom, drug abuse, Disappointment and triumph, and finally, closure of her father's death. It's unforgettable. The Nat King Cole, Natalie Cole story at the beautiful Southwest Arts Center in Cascade. Sponsored by the Winsong Music Group and Unity National Bank. Welcome back to the Cat Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people. Talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. This is Mark, and I'm back. Can't build a minute. Lies you keep telling yourself to keep you from succeeding. You know, I speak out a lot, and a lot of times people ask me what's the most important thing about starting or growing a business. And I say, learning how to get out of your own way. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. I found this great article written by Scott Mount. He's a speaker and author. But he talks about achieving success is hard. You don't mean to, but you might not realize that you're making it harder by the lies that you tell yourself that get in the way. A lot of times people incorporate false assumptions into their pursuit of success, which become false truths and then full-blown self-lies. So we're going to talk about a few of them tonight when we get through this cap bill in a minute. Number one, I'm not blank enough. Those are the words, I hear these words a lot. I'm not ready. I'm not expert. I'm not smart. I'm not talented. Not, I don't have experience at this. You know, if any of these sounds familiar, which I'm sure they do, We've all said them. We don't feel that we're enough. It's kind of easy to not measure up in so many ways. Especially with social media now, you you pick standards out there of people that are online looking great. But as I say, you probably move back that curtain and everything's torn up from the floor up. All right. But don't compare yourself to other people and not think you're enough. You are enough. As is. Especially if you're keeping the work yourself making yourself better. So stop under, underestimating your own strength. A lot of times people say they can't afford the investment in time or money. Eh, actually, you can. The concept of affordability comes down to what your priorities are. You got a fixed pool of resources. You only can afford to do so much. So it's not what you're investing. It's not investing. It's what you're choosing to invest in. You know, do you need to have 200 channels of cable or do you need to take a small business workshop? You got to choose the things that are going to help you be successful. Don't ask if you can can afford it. Ask what you must do so you can. Maybe you got to pick up some extra work. I don't know. But the things you need to invest in, you need to invest in. 
A lot of times people are so fixed in their minds, they say, I know I am who I'm going to be. That means you're saying right there, I can't change. I am the way that I am. Well, if you have that attitude, yeah, that's that's what is going to really hold you back. It's a lie. It's an easy way to say something so you can't say you can evolve. This is a big one. Someday. I'm going to do it someday. Someday I'm going to do it. You know, we find that if we don't draw lines in the sand or we try to make things too perfect or we underappreciate ourselves or fear of failure, we use that word someday a lot. The next one is, I'd like to, but I got another excuse here. I'm going to insert some kind of barrier that feels real, but it's really just an excuse. I like to, but I'm not really feeling that good. I like to, but it's dark outside. I like to, but it's cold outside. Stupid reasons we come up. You know, next one, I, I don't have the resources I need to really do what I need to do, but the resources are out there. You know, I always say you, just, you better ask somebody. Okay? You better ask somebody. So, and the last one I'm going to stick with it's too risky. What if I fail? So we can come up with all these these reasons, but the real deal is that we don't take control of our life and we start, we got to stop lying to, to ourselves. All right. So with that, this is James Brown night. I'm going out with a little mind power. I'm going to take another short break, and when I come back, we're going to start having this discussion about understanding money for your business. Understanding about money, what to do with it, how to track it, everything. We've got a great expert coming in, and we're going to have a great conversation. This is Mark Parham, Cat Builder Talk Radio Show. I'll be back in a moment. Going out with a little James Brown Mind Power. What it is and what it is, what it Mind Power. wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team, but I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. We want to hire you. You're, You're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Welcome back to the Cat Builder Talk radio show with your host, Mark Parham. Real talk with real people. Talking about real issues facing small business and our community today. This is Mark Parham and I'm back. 
going to start this segment off talking about accounting, but as normal, I want to set the stage. Just kind of the role of accounting in business and why it's important. You know, a lot of times the term accounting is very common, especially during tax season. But you got to understand what the basics are. You know, it refers to a systematic, detailed recording of financial transactions of a business. For small business, government, there's different types of accounting, but it's important because it plays a vital role in understanding how a business tracks its income and expenditures and whether or not it's successful. But a lot of times when we bring this up, people get scared. Well, we got somebody coming to the show today that's going to help us get over these fears. I'm going to welcome brother to the show. Brother Dorsey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Let me give you a little applause, brother. All right. <laughs> you know, before we start this conversation, it's, I mean, kind of excited to have him on the show because I was at an event a couple of weeks ago, and I get out and about, and we start chopping it up about accounting. And he explained things to me in such simple speak because I've been shaking in my boots too, man. Uh, you know, I don't want you know, but you made it sound so simple. I said, not only do I have to have you on my show, I got to help you get your own show. But uh, <laughs> but what I'd like you to do, Marcus, is to introduce yourself, tell people who you are, and we'll start having this conversation about what everyone fears the most. All right, very good. Um, so I'm Marcus Dorsey uh, on Dorsey CPA. We are a CPA tax firm where we have a focus primarily on tax planning uh, in addition to tax preparation. Come on, man. Give me more than that. Yeah, okay. (laughs) So um, uh, I have an undergraduate degree from Florida A&M University, go Rattlers, and um, uh, a master's degree in taxation from Georgia State University. And I've been in the the tax the tax field probably since high school um i started trying to prepare my first tax return um uh, for other people um shortly after i prepared my own first return now my question is did you charge them or you, did you charge those people back then or were you just trying things out well it's funny i tried to 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 get them to let me do the returns, but everybody looked at me like I was crazy. But, okay. <laughs> but that's when I first started um, working on tax returns for myself and trying to work on them for other people. I did kind of start. I did start working on uh, preparing returns for others when I did in, enter college, though. All right. So let's talk about this whole tax return thing because before you can even do a tax return, you have to have a way of keeping track of what's going on. Okay, let's let's back way up before we can get to the tax return. Let's talk about some of the things that small businesses, a lot of them kind of fail to do when they're starting that would help that whole tax process be a lot easier. Yeah, so the first thing that I always tell um, people is to make sure you get invest in a scanner because I always Speak of it from a standpoint of if you're ever audited, you want to, and you're called in with your receipts, you want to have documents that will show you uh, that you can show where where your money went. 
and we already know what happens with uh, receipts that we leave in a car for more than a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're going to be blank, blank pieces of paper in a couple of weeks, especially in the summertime. So and, uh, when the IRS calls you in for an audit, it's not going to be next week or next month or next year. It's going to be a few years down the road. So you want to make sure that you have a scanner to just to scan your receipts and keep your stuff organized um, as best as possible um, right there. So that's that's the first thing I would tell them, tell everyone, is to, to get your scanner and scan all of your receipts. The second thing that I tell you, because I'm sure some of you are thinking now, but I have my bank statements or I have my credit card statements. Well, the IRS really doesn't care about credit card statements and bank statements because <clears throat> at the end of the day, they're going to want to see the actual receipts that go to uh, that speak to what you said that you purchased. For example, if you are say a carpenter and you you but you also have a house and you renovated your basement and you show up with a couple of um home depot uh home de- uh credit card w- statement with home depot um charges on your credit card statement the auditor's going to wonder okay so how do I know that this was actually for your for your house and this was for your house and not for the business or the the house that you were working on for a particular client or customer so that's why it's always best to have make sure that you have all of your actual receipts in addition to uh, credit card statements. So, so tell you. me this real quick. Tell me this. I see some of these new software applications like Intuit where you can scan the receipt with your phone. Is that good enough? You know, as, yes. As long as you can, pre- as long as those receipts are legible and you can produce those okay. uh, at the time in question, you're you're good. Okay. All right. So scanner to scan receipts. What else we got? What are some of the other things they need to do? Make sure you let, 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 me, let me ask you this. Okay, I haven't been yes, doing sir. it. Okay, so can is it okay for me just to start today? Do I have to go try to dig up all my receipts from, you know, should I just start right now, like tomorrow mm-hmm. for people that aren't doing it? Can they just go out, right. get the tools they need to start doing it tomorrow? Right. I would definitely say start um, as early as you can. So if it's today, if it's if you have if literally if you have time to run out and and buy a scanner uh, tonight before uh, the stores close, then then do that and start scanning receipts right away. Because again, the more information that you have, uh, the better off you are when it comes to an audit. But more importantly than that, I also talk to people about. Because that's just one aspect of 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 the business is that's you know preparing for the audit, but there's a whole nother aspect of the business, and that's actually running the actual business and a lot of times people are great at what they do, but they are not very good at the administrative side of the business, meaning the accounting the even the appointment setting and answering the phones like you'll be surprised to know of people that I'll call. And they have spent all this this um, time and energy and, and money on marketing, so that you will reach out to them and call them, and then they you call them and they <laughs> their voicemail is full. So, yeah. <laughs> so how are you supposed to reach reach the client or the the potential vendor if if their voicemail is full? Wow. 
And these are just things that happen to people. Correct. Correct. So, um, so, so that's one of the things. Um, in addition to that, most people, I, and now mind you, that there hasn't been a study done on this that I'm aware of, but I would dare say the overwhelming majority of business owners that are out there have no, absolutely no idea how much money they actually make um, on a month-to-month basis, just because their accounting is actually wrong. Well, let, let's, just, let's just say this. The latest study done by Dorsey CPA says that the majority of people do not right, know how much right. money. You can, claim, you can claim your own study. You work with enough people. You know, I mean, right now, if I said 10 companies you work with, out of those 10, how many can say they know how much they're making? Well, the, the ones that I work with, I would say 10. But okay, I'm talking the, about the, 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 yeah. the, the 10 that I, I picked up from other people, I would say uh, maybe one. Maybe. Maybe one. Maybe one. But because what happens is they generally, um, they, they'll have someone that would suppose. So business owners do not like accounting. They do not like sitting down doing the tedious work and and sitting and you know dotting the i's and crossing the t's. They they want to be out doing whatever it is that they do with the, if it's selling cars or or banging nails or or if you're a plumber, whatever what have you, whatever it is that they that's what they prefer to do. So to sit down and tie them down and say, hey, I need you to organize these invoices and and these work orders and put this, okay, you did this on Monday, this on Tuesday, this on Wednesday. That is that is like a death like a slow death to business yeah. owners. Yeah, yes it is. So right. I mean and, and if, to be totally transparent, I don't like doing it either. And that's what okay. I do for other people. All right. But at the end of the day, it has to be done. And so because if it's not done, when when time comes to um, get your information together and to to give it to someone like myself, then there are papers all over the place. They're they're in drawers. They're in cars. They're in toolboxes. You name it, that's where they are. And that delays the the, – the, the process for being able to figure out, you know, how much money you're actually making. Um, and another thing too, um, there's a, there's a lot of bad thought out there when people say, Oh, well, I'm just going to, I'm just, they swipe their card and say, Oh, well, this is a tax write off. And, Oh, this is a tax write off. And then this is a tax write off. And a lot of times those tax write offs, if you can hear the air quotes, um, they're not really tax write offs. <laughs> That's just people spending money because they think that they don't want to have to pay tax on the money. Well, the flip side of that is um, there's another guy that I could probably relate um, that might be able to relate to that a little bit better, and it's a dude named Al Capone. He was um, <laughs> he went to jail for tax evasion, <laughs> and so a lot of the a lot of these people that are out here with um, oh I have all these write offs that that's those technically those are not write offs. And that's just tax evasion. Just looking for a place to uh, find you. Yes. 
Well, I, I'm sure not a, lot, a whole lot of people like to talk to you a whole lot, man. Cause you just got all <laughs> kind of, I mean, I mean, it's well, important stuff. You're almost like a dentist, <laughs> you know? Right. It ha- you, you you need us, right? <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. We do. But so, but there, there, there's another side to that, and the reason the reason I come in and I and I I take this position is because there are ways. If you know how much, so I can't save you any money on your taxes if I don't even know what your what your tax bill should be. Gotcha. So I have to know where your I have to know where your starting point is, but it has to be your legal starting point, not gotcha. this other number. And there are ways. Once we have that number, there are ways that I can things that I can do and, and strategies that can be implemented to help you show the money that you make. As well as um, mitigate the, uh, you know, reduce the amount of taxes that you would have to pay. But first, I need to know exactly where you are from a from an from an earning standpoint and from a total, true revenue standpoint. And the the flip side of that is this: a lot of times people don't realize it, but that type of um, strategy where you write everything off actually ends up shooting the business owner in the foot, so to speak, when they when a couple of things happen, when it when there's time to expand and grow the business or they want to purchase a home or the one that really the one that really hurts them the most is when it's time to exit the business. Because when you go to exit your business, that is when um People look at your your company as uh, and look for an evaluation to see how much is this company making, how much are they really worth, and if you have been in business for ten or fifteen years or five years or what have you, and you've been writing everything off, and you say let's let's say you make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, and you've been writing it off, so your tax return shows that you lose ten thousand dollars a year. Um. When you go to exit the business, how much money do you think they're really going to give you for your business? So you know, I guess that you could do a whole show on valuing the business. So <laughs> you know, right? But I guess the deal is, is basically what you're saying. If you show a loss, I mean, you're nobody's not showing to buy it, or nobody's going right. to buy it. Wow. Or if they right, do buy exactly. it, they're going to get it for pennies on the dollar because you can't show value. Exactly. That is correct. So even if the that is absolutely is correct. Worth, say the business is worth a million dollars, but if you can't correct. show it, it's up to me to say, here, I'll give you 100000 for it. Correct. It would be a fair exactly. offer because you can't show me why it's worth a million. Right. Because unless you're willing to sell that business to someone that is going to, unless you unless you sell that business to someone who's going to write you a check for the entire amount of the business, which not a lot of that happens these days. No, stages. Um, it goes in stages. Right. right. It, so if you have to go get a if, – if the buyer has to get a loan, they have to go to a bank, and the bank is only uh, going to loan them money based on the value they, of that company, wow. and they're going to look at the tax returns. Wow. I never even thought about that. So unless they have cash in their pocket, if they have to go right. borrow the money, then all the bank has are gone. Just like with a house, I guess if you're buying a house, it goes exactly. on the appraised value of the house. 
and Correct. accounts Correct. and stuff. So, yeah. So I never thought about a business being like that too. Right, right. So like when so when you so when the business owners out there and they they have, um, you know, so they they're going out to eat at night and you know going out to eat every night or every weekend and come on honey let's go or they take two and three of their friends out. I was like well I'll get it you know because it's a business write off and it's a business write off that adds up over time um, and I had a I had one person that I, I ran into where they literally wrote off probably sixty or seventy thousand dollars in food over the course wow. of one year wow and and they were they were devastated because they really they really felt like they they weren't making any money when they really made money but they were they were writing it all off and then they then subsequently they wanted to buy a piece of property and they weren't able to do that so let's talk about this and we're gonna go over this 30 minute mark if you got me all peaked <laughs> now uh, i'm starting a business I understand, get the okay. scanner, stuff like that. Let's talk about the systems I need to have in place as a startup business owner to make sure okay. that I'm looking out for these things. Okay, so um, one thing you want to do, um, there are a number of systems that are out there. Uh, everyone knows the most popular one that's, that people speak of, and that's QuickBooks. So, um, But there are also other um other programs that are out there as well. There's Zero, um, Peachtree, I believe, has a, a product, and a few other ones. I think Zoho has one as well. So, uh, but you need something to help you keep track of your expenses. Um, you're not going to be an accountant, but you need something to help you keep track of your expenses. Worst case scenario, just use Excel, and every time you spend something. Okay. Uh, first of all, make sure you scan that receipt. But every time you spend something on that day, just log it as to what the expense was for and how much it was, and just do it that way. But you need something to keep you help keep you organized, so you uh, have a better understanding of where you're spending your money and how you're spending your money. Because again, there might be from so from an accounting standpoint standpoint or from a tax standpoint. There might be things that you spend money on that might not necessarily be um, a tax deduction or that might not be an actual expense. It could be um, an asset that you're spending money on. So like that hmm. scanner that you're purchasing, uh, technically the scanner is an asset. It is not an expense. So if you spend money on an asset, it's not going to show up as an expense item. So that helps to raise your <clears throat> your revenue right. not raise your revenue but it doesn't decrease your your right. your revenue right as opposed to an expense is a direct decrease on the revenue side so but not to get too deep into the accounting stamp that from on the accounting side just just know that you need to track everything and then you can have someone like myself help walk you through what is considered to be an expense and what isn't and to go to get to a very clear number as to what you should be paying, what you should have to pay taxes on, or where you should start as far as trying to minimize your taxes. You know, something else I think I want to add is that if you're a service-based business, 
a lot of these applications mm-hmm. also have quoting tools so you can invoice people. That's where a lot of people lose money too. They're not good invoices. You know, so a lot of these packages right. may have a quote tool where you can send an estimate. And if the client goes for it, you can turn it into an invoice and then you can bill from it. But a lot of times we, we lack, we don't put the right stuff on paper, so we're not even assured that our money's coming in correctly. So I, I think a lot of us need to use these systems for that. Yep, that is true. And one thing that I found that um, I always stress to clients is, when you have a business, you are working probably upwards of 50, 60 hours a week. I always suggest that you take four to five hours a week, all in one lump sum. So and so, just take one day, take about four hours in that, and out of a day, and just do to to get yourself organized from a from an administrative standpoint to get all of your to get all of your invoices together, all of your receipts together. Make sure you have, if you are logging things on a on a, on a daily basis or on a nightly basis, if you're doing that, make sure, just go back and double-check everything and make sure that you have everything logged as you should, as you should have logged it. That way, again, that will help you out when it comes to the end of the week and the end of the month because, one, you're still it's easy to recall what you did well it's easier to recall what right. you did during the during one week but right. if you let one week turn into two and two weeks turn into four right. by the time you get to the the end of the fourth week if you let it go by for a month you don't the the longer you let it go by the more there is to do and the less you feel like doing it which means the longer you let it go by and so one month turns into a one quarter turns into three years. Yeah, I mean, you're so right with that because, you know, I'm a service-based business. I coach, I write. If I don't enter that information at the point of service, I was right. losing 50% of it. Okay. Right. And I found when I started doing that at the point of service, I was like, oh, I am making a little money. <laughs> right, right, so, exactly. So I don't want to. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole or dig too deep in the tax code. But what are some of, let's say, the three biggest areas that people think they can file uh, tax, you know, write off of their taxes that <laughs> are not have that, you know, that have because I know the tax codes have changed over the years, and. Uh, so what are some of the three? I don't want. That's why I said I don't want you to have to go down the whole list. But the three biggies that you see that people don't understand about the tax code. Oh, um, the first thing I would probably say the largest one that I have is what well, used to have because, like you said, that the, the codes recently changed, so people were just um, completely. Um, Everybody's in a confused state right now, but the the largest one that I used to run into was um, clothing. Mm. Um, people people would buy clothing and they would think that. So if you take the take an example of say you have an electrician and so they normally, um, you know they they're normally wearing uniforms or you know clothes that they're going to crawl around in and things of that nature crawling under houses or on on top of poles and things of that nature um 
but they go buy a suit and they's like, oh well, I can write this out because they have to give a speech about <laughs> to the to the to the local electricians uh, union or what have you. They go buy a suit and say, oh, I can write this off on my taxes because I don't normally wear suits. Well, that's not the case. So clothing is not, um, unless it is something specific as in a uniform, um, okay. just because you don't you would not ordinarily wear it if you could be wear if it can be worn in the general public and not be considered to be um, a uniform. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, right. And it's not a uniform, then yeah, you would need to. Um, you cannot um, expense that. But um, at the same time, it has to be so the 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 expense has to be ordinary and necessary for um, what you would use in that line of work. So, for instance, uh, if you take a woman that um, uh, a realtor, a, a young lady that's a realtor, and she gets manicures. So, and she, you know, manicures and hairdos and things of that nature. And it's like, well, you know, I have to look professional, et cetera, et cetera. Those expenses would not be considered to be um, tax deductible. However, if you take a person that is a hand model and they got manicures, then wow. that would be considered to be tax deductible because that would be ordinary and necessary in their line of work. Wow, wow. that's amazing. So, yeah, so it's, it's, it's going to be it's going to be. There's nothing that says uh, uh, a fast and hard rule that says these are all tax deductible and these expenses are not. So it's going to okay. depend on the nature of the business and what basically what would be considered to be ordinary and necessary in that line of work. Okay. Wow. So like if I have a speaking engagement, I go buy me a thousand dollar suit. I won't be able to write that one off. No, sir. (laughs) (laughs) What about, you know, here's the one that I think uh, this whole travel thing. If if we go travel, we talk about the business over dinner we can write that off. What about that one? Um, that one that's a that is a very gray area. Okay. I usually tell my clients to stay away from meals and entertainment. Um, okay. And 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 that whole travel piece. Now there are ways there are ways you can travel. Um, so I I view travel expenses as a um kind of like a lifestyle perk, if you will, or uh, occupational okay. perk. So, which means, say you um, so say you have to go to a broadcasting conference, right? And, mm-hmm. I don't know, let's just call it Vegas, because we know everybody has a conference in Vegas. Um, so, if you have to go to a broadcasting conference and you actually want to go, then, you know, depending on how long you stay at at that conference, or not at the conference, but how long you stay in Vegas, um, that plane ticket may or may not be tax deductible, or at least a portion of it could be. Um, now, if you have a companion or a spouse or what have you, or a child or someone else goes with you just to accompany you, if they're not working with you, their plane ticket is not tax deductible. Mm-hmm. But let's say it is your spouse, and 
you you kind of going to this vacation. You're going to Vegas on this conference, and you're going to kind of use it as a mini vacation, and you take your spouse. So you take the spouse. While the plane ticket is not tax deductible, they they are allowed to stay with you in the room and things of that nature. Okay. And so, and then like any excursions that you might go on um, within a certain time period could be considered to be tax deductible. So you, there's a way you can do things of that nature to kind of like just uh, give you a better quality of life and have it written off on the uh, on the company. But I would say to check with your tax professional first first before you do it as opposed to going out and doing it and then calling and saying, hey, this is what we did. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, we're going to start wrapping up here, but all I've learned today is why I need to call you as soon as I hang up. Okay. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what people have learned. This is, I mean, this is not stuff I'm good at. Okay. And these little things like this can make you or break you. And um, and if they engage someone like yourself at the beginning, I, I guess that's the right. most important thing that I'm trying to say here. Um, as I was talking about earlier about making the investment, correct? You know, in someone right. like you. Um, and what's so different about you? You know, you're a CPA, but you also have what a degree in taxation. Correct. I have a master's in ta- a master's degree in taxation. Yeah, that's that's who I think I want working on my stuff. Okay, I don't know about everybody else. Okay, but I think the thing is, is that um, I think uh, I'd love to have you come back and we can pick some of these topics because I think you you made some people feel good and a lot of people not feel so good tonight. But <laughs> but I, what I want to tell them and I want to give you the opportunity to. How do they engage you so they can find out where they are? And if they are, if they don't have and establish these great habits, you can help them do it. You know, so how, how did that happen? Right. Uh, so basically we'll start with a, a give me a call um, or shoot me an email um, and we'll set up a consultation, um, a no charge consultation just to begin with to see where you are because that is the first thing is to see where you are and, and, and what type, what habits you have and what issues that you might have because no two no two tax returns, no two people are alike. So people are always in different phases and stages uh, in life and in business. So everyone's going to be different. So we would have a consultation, see where everything is, and then after that we would go from there. So how do they contact you? My office number is 404-459-4174. Once again, it's 404-459-4174. Or you can email me at client services and that's services with an S, at Dorsey cpa.com d o r s e y c p a.com I tell you what man what I'd like to do and we could talk about it offline is I'd love to do a webinar okay. or something on getting people ready for 2020 because awesome. I think a lot That'd of people great. are going to raise their hands and you seem like the person if I raised my hand I'd be in a judge free judgment free zone you ain't going to look at me and go Taking your head like 
make me feel even worse than I already feel. You, that's why I, I think I liked your presence when we met. But I'd love right. to do an event or something with you where people that are afraid, they no longer have to be afraid. They can come to right. you, yeah. and you can help them change their habits, get out of their own way, and get their money right. Because when I try to help people get funding or try to get contracts, this right. is all the stuff that gets in the way. So, right, uh, right, exactly. So we're gonna talk yeah, about that, man. Yeah, come back. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're gonna do something. I think we're gonna do something very purposeful because uh, okay. once I get through my box of tissues you made me go through the night thinking about all the <laughs> troubles I'm in. But uh, Marcus, I want to thank you for spending time with me on the show today, and uh, I, I look forward it. to us working together to try to help people kind of change their habits and really become strong business enterprises. Exactly. That is that is exactly why I do it. I fell in love with this uh, profession at a very early age, and I just want to help people do basically become the best of they, versions of themselves. All right, people. Marcus Dorsey, CPA, owner of Dorsey CPA. Check him out. If you need help, he's there to help you. Marcus, thanks for the show, and I'll talk with you later. All right. Thank you. All right. So this is Mark Parham. Hopefully you got some great information. If you did, you need to go back and listen to the show again. And if, you, if, if you're if you one of those people that have no issues at all, I applaud you. But I know most of you are listening. You do. So contact Marcus Dorsey, Dorsey CPA. If you go to the Cat Miller Talk website, I put his, uh, you know, link to his uh, website and everything there. I didn't want to put his number out here because some of y'all might call him tonight. But anyways... Thanks for tuning in. I got some big surprises for you coming up in the month of December and the rest of November. So stay tuned. Mark Parham, Cat Building Talk Radio Show. Thank you for joining us this evening on the Cat Builder Talk Radio Show with your host, Mark E. Parham. It is our mission to provide you with the information you need to make educated decisions, decisions that will help you walk in your purpose. We are here every Monday evening starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. To be a guest or for more information, go to capbuildertalk.com. Please post comments on facebook.com forward slash capbuildertalk. We hope you enjoy the show.